Hey, it's Party Time Mom. Welcome to another episode. Wednesday Hump Day episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are in the mothership, which is uh, Studio 22. Look who's here, Mark, the puppet master. He's always here. We just don't see him. Glad you're here, Mark. He just lurks, overseeing things, making sure that it's happening. But uh, the perfectionist himself is back in the saddle. He and Chris flying us into the nether regions of all things insanity. And trust me, things are insane. I will be in uh, Tomball, Texas. Believe it or not, not a campaign event tomorrow night, Thursday night. Going to be there at District 249. Looking forward to being there. We're going to play a little music, tell some uh, stories. Might even slide in a little bit of political talk about Texas. But uh, crawfish season is back. Actually, Tomball, uh, they're at District 249 there in Tomball. They started serving crawfish again. If you know me, you know I love some crawfish. And they got good ones there. They're garlic butter, man. Oh, my gosh, on this crawfish. Oh, man, made me want to do it like a Cajun. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to be there tomorrow night. Go to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is and see about it. I don't know how we're doing yet, Chris, but I think we're well on our way to 100,000 new Blaze subscribers. You got to go to chadnude.com uh, here soon, very soon. It's coming soon. We're going to be doing overtime segments right here on the Chad Brather Show, but you're not going to be able to watch them or listen to them unless you are a Blaze TV subscriber. Uh, I made that easy for you by going to chadnude.com. It's technically my OnlyFans, and everybody wants to sign up for that. If you go in there and you sign up, use promo code CHAD, they'll give you about $10 off of your annual subscription, and it's worth it. I'm telling you, you got to make sure that you are supporting independent broadcasters, specifically the Blaze, because one of these days we're all going to get deplatformed and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the way it goes. One thing you're gonna be able to do, and I know my fact pack people, they love this idea. Uh, we're gonna be able to do super chats as well as live chat when we when we do those. We'll see. I don't know. We're working out the details, but I want you guys to be able to engage with what's going on. Um, it's, it matters. Um, a lot of people are sending me messages. I got a few messages of people saying. You know, Chad, we don't understand, like, why are you running for governor? It seems that Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, is doing a good job as a conservative. You know, he's kind of got the boy. He's fighting the border, open border thing. He's fighting back on the Biden administration. Well, he's not. And I'm encouraging you guys, again, read the fine print. The border's wide open. Uh, Abbott did a photo op opportunity a couple of weeks ago on Tucker Carlson where he said he was putting up the wall. He's only putting up a few panels on a 1.7-mile stretch of private property. Folks, we got 1,254 miles of Texas border, and we border an unstable nation called Mexico. And we've got some very big open border problems. We've not disincentivized the reason illegals are coming across. Uh, and the greatest of those incentives are things like health care and welfare and education. We're putting money in their pockets. We're giving them plane and bus tickets all into the interior of the country. They're disappearing under the cover of night, and they're in the wind, folks. Uh, they're here, and they're, they're virtually unfindable at this point. But what we're seeing is we're seeing violence at the border. We're seeing uh, problems with our Texas National Guard. Uh, not only payroll issues, we've talked about that, not only suicides because of the lack of clear mission and then being pulled away from their lives with, without any real marching orders. We've seen five suicides. We've seen a sixth attempted suicide. Now I got a report two days ago that said that many of our National Guard, if, if they're going to go to the bathroom, they're having to go out in a field or behind a tree and dig a hole, and they can't even get bottled water in some cases. This that people listen. Our military deployed in Afghanistan didn't have those problems. 
And this is happening in, in the southern border of Texas. Uh, so it's time for a change. And now I say all that to say this. One of the biggest issues we've got in America, but specific, specifically in Texas, because it's happening right here on our soil, is what I consider these international terrorists, these narco-terrorist groups, the cartels. No one is coming across our border that's not being brought here by the cartels. Every person that steps foot in Texas soil from, from the southern border, they're being aided and abetted by the cartels. The cartels in some places are making $14 million a day, in some places $25 million a week. They're getting filthy rich uh, in the name of not only drug and fentanyl smuggling, but also uh, human trafficking. And we know that this, that this human slave trade, this human smuggling that's happening has got to stop. It's got to stop. Um, Title Eight. Section, I think it's 1432, says that uh, if, you're, if you aid in the smuggling of a human being into the United States, that, uh, you know, that's a felonious uh, action. That is criminal action. We're actually smuggling human beings. We're allowing it to happen by bringing them in. You know, you got Border Patrol who, who is escorting them as, as basically a federalized Uber driver that's bringing them to these processing facilities. They get a slap on the wrist, a notice to report, a, a bus ticket or an airplane ticket to go somewhere in the interior of the country if they can say that they have family that's already here. They're not reporting. We know out of 200,000 NTRs last year, 47,000 failed to report. They're not reporting back for their, uh, for, you know, their court dates, which usually are given two years out. We know they're not coming back for that. Uh, so we've got a problem. Humans are being smuggled. Texas is the leading state in the nation for human smuggling, human trafficking. We know that Houston and Dallas are, are one and two, respectively, for human trafficking. Uh, I-45 is a major corridor up through Texas for human trafficking. Um, this is something that we've got, we've got to stop turning a blind eye to. We know the Biden administration is not going to do anything about the open border. We know, and yes, they forced him to put back in the uh, Remain in Mexico Trump policies. We've got to continue to pushing Mexico to, to, to protect their own border, to guard their own border. We've got to put economic sanctions on Mexico. They are an unstable country. I've said over and over again, half tongue-in-cheek, half serious, that if I were president of the United States and we were continually invaded by Mexico, we would not only put economic sanctions on there, we'd put military sanctions on Mexico. I would push back. We would own the next 200 miles, the first 200 miles of Mexico. We would. And I'm not saying we'd go in there and harm, you know, families or anything like that. No, we would liberate those families because right now they're being ruled by these terrorists and at some point in time you know i i've said over and over again what we need to do is if you if you really want to get serious about shutting this thing down protecting human life because this is a humanitarian crisis on both sides of the border both both for citizens of texas and the united states and also for those citizens who are trying to migrate to the united states because they've been incentivized to come here and they're coming to try to get a better life. And they're being smuggled here in many cases. But, but we want to shut this, to shut this down, this illegal encroachment, this illegal invasion. But also, we want to make sure that these cartels aren't benefiting from the drug smuggling, from the organ harvesting, from the child trafficking, from the sex trafficking, from the slave trading. We've got to stop this. I'll tell you, about 30 miles in from the border, that entire 1,254 miles of Texas, 30 miles in, that would be that would be a border no-go zone right there. We would take our, our, our military 
our uh, our special forces, Navy SEALs, you know, take these guys who are training, and when they're when they're finalizing their training, we would deploy them right there to the border. Put them on the border. Let their final training be right there. That's how important this is. Now, I did a um, I did a candidate debate in College Station last week. It was myself. It was me. It was uh, Colonel Allen West. It was Don Huffines, and it was Danny Harrison. Uh, some some anthropology major, Chris from Texas A and M, came and did a story on us. Uh, I mean, this was the leftist version of Babylon B. It was that satirical. Uh, it was amazing watching. I read this article, but to watch this guy's mental gymnastics to try to accuse Colonel Allen West of being a white supremacist. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Allen West is black. Uh, he, he was born in a blacks-only hospital, attended a blacks-only church and school growing up in Georgia. Uh, but he's a white supremacist, right? Uh, they said that my my border policies, uh, the problem that I had with the, quote, migrants trying to come to America is because uh, they're not white. <laughs> the whole point I said in the debate is is the people who are coming here, because the question was about the resettlement of Afghan refugees. And it led to the border debate, but it was talking about, um, I said, there's no place for Afghan refugees, just just roughshod wholesale just to bring Afghans here. I understand those with a security clearance. I understand those that have, uh, that are allies to the U.S. military that helped us in Afghanistan, but just to just wholesale, just start resettling. Because again, it's about assimilation. Are you willing to come here and, and, uh, swear allegiance to the Constitution, live according to the Constitution, assimilate into the American way of life, assimilate into, if you're going to be in Texas, Texas values. And I said right now the Border Patrol is not allowed to even write the word assimilate on, on, a, on a card when they're filling it out regarding the person coming across the border. So if you're not willing to assimilate, then you're not coming here. And so I made the comment. I said, we're looking for people who are the right people to come here. And they said, oh, so you want people that are white. <laughs> no, I don't care what color you are, but you've got to be willing to assimilate. And we've got to shut this down. Uh, because, again, again, we're seeing human trafficking, wholesale slave trades that are happening at the southern border of the United States, and it's happening predominantly in Texas. And what happens is, what happens is we're going to give them more health care, welfare. Listen, we got to liberate these people. we got to liberate these people at all costs. Uh, and uh, so there, there you go. But you know what am I? I'm just some crazy, wild-eyed person. Uh, when we, when, when we, in the next segment, we're going to go across the pond talk to my friend uh, Tommy Robinson. I'll probably get in trouble for calling Tommy Robinson my friend, right? Because he's he's such a crazy, wild-eyed, right-wing extremist that hates Muslims. That's what uh, Wikipedia says about Tommy. Um, this guy, he's just a crazy guy. He's got an incredible film coming out. Uh, documentary style that's coming out on Saturday. You're going to be able to get on Gitter and Telegram about about this uh, just serial rape situation that's going on with these people that are being trafficked in Britain. And, and it will blow your mind what's happening. And believe it or not, law enforcement is in on it. And it's just a matter of time with our open border policy under Joe Biden before that's happening right here, happening wholesale under our noses in the United States of America. We've got to stop this. So people say, why are you running for governor? That's one of the main reasons I'm running, 
because we've got to shut this down. Our future in Texas is untenable, folks. It's untenable. And uh, we got about six years before we really start to look like California in the state of Texas. And so goes Texas, so goes the nation. I'm sorry. Listen, you may be in Ohio saying you don't give a crap about what happens in Texas, but you better start because it starts right here. Uh, we got to get that anchor down deep and holding. The state of Texas is what we're gonna we're gonna hook our you know our hopes and dreams to because we need to be the bastion of liberty that everybody else looks to that says this is how you do it. And it really kind of pissed me off last week when Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said, "Welcome to Florida. We're the new Texas." Now I don't I don't I ain't buying that. But I want to remind you guys the unfortunate truth is statistically speaking categorically we lead the nation here in texas we lead the nation in no categories we're not even close in any categories uh and and we are only going to get worse um uh milton friedman said you know the great economist milton friedman he said you cannot um you cannot have an open border and a welfare state. You can't because it's going to both are going they're going to crash each other, right? You're going to flood it. The welfare state it's going to fall in, uh, and and you're going to go broke. And that's what we're fostering, and it's happening right here in the state of Texas. You say, well, what can you do as governor? Well, you need to remember uh, the Tenth Amendment, our sovereignty, uh, local and state governments, and the power that we have. You need to remember that Article Four, Section Seven of the Texas Constitution says that in a situation of invasion, when the federal government's not there, that the governor of the state of Texas becomes the commander in chief and can call up the state guard in order to defend those incursions. So there's a lot of things that we could do here in the state of Texas to enforce the law. Remember what I said earlier about Title Eight? Uh, we're smuggling. Listen, when a National Guardsman is helping people out of the river into the state of Texas illegally, that violates Title Eight. We've got to enforce the laws that are on the books. Uh, we're going to talk to Tommy in a minute. It's going to blow your mind. Um, he's British, so you got to pay attention, all right? Because you guys don't understand English. You're used to hearing me talk my deep south. Um, Tom, Tom, like I listened to Tommy for five minutes. I still don't know what he said, but uh, you're going to want to pay attention in all seriousness. Hey, this goes out to all you parents out there. You want your kids to have good, wholesome entertainment, maybe even learn something in the process. Annie's Kit Clubs makes it easy to give your kids fun, interactive projects to keep their minds working and their hands off of those screens, those tablets and those devices. Uh, the newest club, Genius Box, great way to encourage their curiosity, introduces them to different STEM fields. Each month, your young scientist will get a new box full of three hands-on activities that are going to explore themes like geology, chemistry, aerodynamics, a whole lot more. It's perfect for all kids ages 7 to 12. Uh, wish my kids – I, I, I want to play with it right now. wish my kids could have gotten it when it was available when they were younger because I want to mess with this stuff. Um, the top secret mission envelopes in every box going to walk your kids through amazing, amazing projects like designing a hovercraft, examining fossils, building robots, some real AI stuff. Uh, they're going to have so much fun. They're not even going to know they're learning. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash Chad. I'll save you 50% off on your first box. Annie's Kit Clubs. That's K-I-T clubs.com. Annie's Kit Clubs.com slash Chad. And we will be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are going to uh, well, we got something special for you. Uh, it's 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 a sad situation globally. We know that. Uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, Going to go across the pond and talk to Tommy Robinson. Bring him on. 
now. Welcome to the program, Tommy Robinson. Tommy, I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad for the work you're doing. Uh, it's a sad situation globally, but uh, I'm glad you uh, are at the forefront of this battle. Tell me everything that's going on. Thank you, Chad. So I have a film coming out this Saturday. It's a film titled The Rape of, the Rape of Britain. As many people now know, some probably don't who are watching this, um, a generation of our daughters have faced a rape jihad in Britain, literally been taken, kidnapped, tortured, sometimes murdered, um, and raped by dozens and sometimes hundreds of men. Now, the crime was not dealt with for 40 years. The reason being, which has now come out in government report after government report, these are not Tommy Robinson's opinions. These are official government investigations into why these crimes were not dealt with. The reason being... They were fit. The police were scared of being deemed racist because the perpetrators are majority Pakistani Muslim and the victims are white English girls. And I have made a film. This is something that I come to the forefront about for the last 15 years since I started my activism. I, we were screaming on the streets about our doors. It happened to a relative of mine. I know many of these girls. I now know I now know hundreds, if not thousands of these girls and their families across the country, because rather than turn to the police, who have ignored them and failed them, social services, who are the group, the organisations that are supposed to protect them, rather than turn to them now, they've turned to us to, to give them a platform. So on Saturday, my film gives the, our first victim a platform. She's a courageous young girl called Nicole, and she was raped, pimped, beaten, abused for years and impregnated by, by a man, by an adult, um, 100% DNA match for, that, for the fetus because she had to have an abortion from the rape. And the man was never charged. No one, no one has been charged or prosecuted for raping, raping her. So that's what this film is about. And the first film comes out this Saturday. You know, Tommy, you've been, you've been deplatformed on just about everything that's out there, YouTube, Instagram. I mean, we could go down the list of these, these uh, censorship platforms that are out there. Um, how, is it, how difficult is it going to be to get this film distributed and and in front of the people that need to see it because let's face it um this is not a politically correct subject people do not want you bringing this to light they do not want you exposing these things what's the plan for getting this in front of people chad the, the problem is i left the uk three weeks ago when um when the police in that local town we have allegations of corruption serious allegations as well as witnesses to corruption uh, which is where the police have been working with the rape gangs, which will all come out in the film on Saturday. Um, what, what, were the, what has the police's action been? Since I released my trailer for this film, there's been seven firebombings. One of them was my car. My car was blown up outside the hotel I was in. Yeah? Um, since we started, because we in, in this film, we question the men the allegations are against. But we don't just have one girl making these allegations, just so, so you know the investigation we've done. We've sat down multiple victims and when more than two victims name the same man and those victims don't know each other, that's when we're including them in our films. Because, we're, because there's not like one, one, if one girl names, we have 200 men named in this investigation. Mm. But once we went after these men, they started blowing up cars, not just blowing up cars. A woman was attacked with baseball bats outside of one of our, one of our survivors' houses. We had to relocate <clears> other <throat> survivors' parents and families. The first arrest the police made in all of this they arrested a member of my surveillance team. Mm. A member of my surveillance team who was attempting to track one of the paedophiles. So he's the only person who's been arrested so far, even though, even though DNA has been left at the scene of two of these crimes. 
Um, he's the only person to been arrested and he's been bailed and banned from the town of Telford, which is what I thought they'd try and do to me. So I left the country. I'm now aware that the police have been trying to get paper, papers in front of me, which I believe are will be injunction or papers they wish to serve on me to prevent me airing this film. So the difficult job, first and foremost, is to even press play. That's the most difficult part, is to get us to put it up. I, I believe this, this film is so emotional and um, emotional, and it's an expose that so, has affected so many across this country that I hope that word of mouth through people will spread this, spread this film far and wide. I, I'm premiering it on Getter. Um, that's the, the platform that I'm using at the minute, Getter and also Telegram, because you're right, I am banned from every single other social media platform. But this film is this film is the first of many, and it looks at two certain issues in, in the towns. These it, it looks at the, the racial and religious aspect of these gangs, which is something we're not allowed to talk about. But if you want to solve it, it's something we have to talk about because mm. the reason for these crimes is because of race and religion. It's due to the victims being non-Muslims and the perpetrators being Muslims. And it comes down to their views and their mindset up, upon non-believing women and how they can treat women. And that's what our investigation looks at throughout. But my, my difficult job is, first of all, get it out. And the second difficult job will be to get it publicised. So doing, doing any talks like this, Chad, I appreciate it. I hope your followers will watch and share the film. It's an important film and it's certainly important for Americans because you haven't quite had the influx of Pakistani, Afghani, Somali, the, the immigration from Islamic countries that our country has faced. What you're having now through Joe Biden and his open border policy, you are now going to experience. <coughs> now, what that what that will bring it, what that will bring is the issues that I've spoke about for the last 15 years. I've, I, so, your, so your listeners understand, I've grown up in a town called Luton Town. Uh, it's 30 miles north of London. When I was born in 1982, we had one mosque. We now have 40. Okay, mm. I have witnessed firsthand and can tell firsthand the story, the loss of freedom, the explosion of violence, the oppression, the two-tier policing system, the, the, the policing system for the Islamic community and the policing system for everybody else. Where one community is treated with iron fists, that's our community, and their community is treated with kid gloves. And the crimes are go, go unpunished, whether they be the rape of our daughters, female genital mutilation, all of these crimes which will now embed themselves in the United States. You will see an explosion of them like you've never seen due to Joe Biden's border policies and, um, and due to the replacement of, of, of your people, which, we, which we've witnessed for decades now. Yeah, and, and what I want to encourage people to do is is shine the light in these areas it may be politically incorrect it's going to be frowned upon again because you're talking about uh, a, a certain people group or you're talking about a certain religion you know that's taboo these days because you're trying to lump everybody in in a situation that is horrible and, and that's not what's going on you are talking about this specific situation that is absolutely horrid and we've got to shine a light on it at all costs you're doing that uh and and at your great peril as well a specific, specific situation, so so people understand, again, as I said, I'm, I'm born in Luton Town. Some of the 50% Muslim population. Some of the best people I've met growing up in my life have been Muslims, okay? This isn't, this isn't all Muslims, of course, but there is a problem. And the reason why this is such a problem we need to talk about is British Muslims make up 2% of our country's population, mm -hmm. 2% male, male Muslim. They are responsible for 90% of the convictions in this category of gang rape grooming. Okay. In the UK, it's called grooming. It's where groups of men who know each other 
mainly work colleagues and relatives. Some of these cases have been three, three different brothers all raping the same girl together, father and son raping the girls together. This is something that our country has never seen. We have a, we, every country has a huge problem with paedophiles. We've had a huge country problem in this country with, with English paedophiles. This is something very new. And this is something where work colleagues, whether it be taxi ranks or chicken shops and kebab shops, share children together. Wow. They rape them together. So that, that is the issue we're talking about. And when you look at the demographics and the statistics, the town we're looking at now, Chad, in, in our first series, is called Telford. Telford has a 1.7% Muslim population. 1.7%. So not many. Considering I live in a town with 50%, there's no Muslims in Telford, really. Yeah. Out of that 1.7%, when you do the numbers, you're looking at about 3,500 Muslims. When you take the, the females out, you're looking at 1,750, roughly. Then you take the children out and the elders out. Yeah, you're roughly left with about 900 to 1,000 Muslim men of a working age. The police investigation in this town identified over 200 Muslims. The independent inquiry, which is going on now, we believe has identified over 350. Wow. Now there, you're talking between 20 and 35% of the Muslim men in that town have been involved in raping English children. That's when the, that's when the numbers should, because the only the only figures, if you've heard about this epidemic in, in the UK, Chad, you'd have heard about Rotherham, probably, and Telford. Now, Telford had 1,000 victims and Rotherham had 1,400 victims. In Rotherham, there's only a Muslim population of 3.7%. 3.7%. And we know that over three or 400 were identified in that investigation. So when we look at the numbers, the numbers are terrifying. Because we have not been given the figures for any of the, any of the towns such as Luton or Birmingham or some of these some of these cities which have been taken over totally by Islamic communities because they haven't kept the statistics or the numbers for us. The only ones we've managed to get them is where charities have kept the records from the victims and the girls. And yeah. then and then they've made police investigations. But the problem is they're not dealing with it. We're, they're portraying to the world this facade that they're tackling this issue. In Telford alone, there were 200 men identified in the police investigation and they've charged 11. Wow. And when you look at the case, which we're about to show you on Saturday, there was a 100% DNA match of, a, of an adult Muslim man who had raped a child and he got no further action. Wow. We, we want to ask the questions, why? Why are these men getting away with it? Why are they not being prosecuted? And a lot of the time, what we're finding in this town is all the, all the, all, all, when you shine a torch on it, it all points to corruption. Yeah. Well, let me stop you right there, Tommy. Listen, I'm looking forward to the film. I want to make sure everybody watches it. Tommy Robinson's going to be on Gitter, going to be on Telegram. Thank you for joining us, Tommy. And uh, we're going to talk soon and follow up. Stay safe, my brother. Stay safe. Hey, listen, I've been working out uh, real hard. Not, I've been working hard. I haven't been working out enough. I want to get in shape this year, but... Uh, a lot of times, like me, if you don't have time to get to the gym, Echelon Fitness is going to bring the gym home to you. Uh, if you got that New Year's resolution to reach your fitness goal, it's going to help you to have a world-class instructor like Nicole Griffin, Michael Brown, choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull and many others. You're going to get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon Fitness gives you that. It's uh, world-class fitness instructors that are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. Echelon Fitness is full range of affordable workout equipment, including the state stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and auto-folding treadmill are connected to provide the Echelon Fitness experience. You're going to get around-the-clock classes for family, including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. 
Right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners are going to get up to $650 off MSRP to get this exclusive podcast discount. Text CHAD to 818181. Text CHAD to 818181. Get up to $650 off MSRP. Uh, Message and data rates may apply. See terms. Be right back. Hey, welcome back. Here we go. Let's get into it. Um, Jelaine Maxwell, you all know the name. And despite the best efforts of our crack or at least crack addicted mainstream media, we all know the case to which she's attached, that of one very deceased, very dead Jeffrey Epstein. Well, recently, a lawyer from Maxwell stated in a letter to a federal judge that she, Maxwell, would no longer object to the identities of eight John Doe's secret. Uh, these were brought up in a 2015 civil lawsuit against Maxwell by Virginia Guffrey, who was the accuser of Prince Andrew, if you'll recall. So now we're left with a somewhat disturbing question of how long before the old Clinton body count starts to rise. Now, you may recall that a while back, I did a whole investigative special on the Jeffrey Epstein case and story with my then-producer Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. And if you don't recall that, you need to go back and watch it because it's worth your while. Uh, We delved pretty deep into the whole case, including much of what little has been known about Jelaine Maxwell. When she was finally caught, she clammed up pretty quickly about the number of people who had been involved in the case. And because of the mainstream media has avoided this like the plague, ironically choosing mostly to talk about the plague. Uh, Let me just state clearly for the record what we're talking about when we say John Doe's. We're talking about eight men who allegedly had sex with underage girls I call that rape based on their association with Maxwell and Epstein. I say allegedly for legal reasons. I think we can all agree to the necessity of a little legal uh, jargon here. On the other hand, they probably did it. So now here we are, and it seems like the giant Jenga tower is only one or two blocks from it all coming tumbling down. Uh, What's going to happen? Maxwell has thus far managed to avoid slipping on a banana peel and falling onto a well-placed railroad spike, but the year is young. Honestly, I think it's possible that the only reason she's still alive at all is that it would strain credulity just past the point of breaking if she were to wind up dead in her cell from having been suicided. But on the other hand, the people who have an interest in making sure that no more information comes to light than already has have to do something, right? I mean, every John that she's about to name is a potential witness against the other Johns. And that ain't good if you, for example, rode around in Epstein's plane a couple dozen times and dismissed your secret service detail when you did it. Just for an example, I don't have anyone specific in mind. Uh, Well, yes, I do. The Clintons might not even be the most dangerous people floating around in this increasingly hot water. You have to imagine that there are a fair number of dudes who find themselves sweating a lot more these days than they used to. That's what happens when stuff like this hangs over your head. So I'm a fan of letting the wheels of justice turn how they will. I believe in a system whereby we all have the right to a trial with a jury of our peers, and I wouldn't deny Jelaine Maxwell or even Jeffrey Epstein that. But, and tell me if you don't feel the same way, there is a little part of me that would really like to have someone take her in a room with some thumb screws and a waterboarding table and maybe get the answers a wee bit quicker than they're presently doing it. After all, you just never know when a person's not going to kill themselves. Anyway... Look, if she's guilty of five of six counts, right? And she is. She was, she was guilty of five of six counts. Um, 
this is not a victimless crime, and this is not the victims that had perpetrators. Somebody did it. She sold underage girls, children, to someone. Someone bought them. Someone paid for them. Um, someone used them. Someone raped them. Let's name the names. I was walking. I was walking. I, like, I want to bring back Amy What's-Her-Face of the Fact Pack there on the live chat. She, she, she messaged me the other day, and she's so right. Uh, sometimes I say things on social media in a nicer way than I mean. She was right. We need to bring back public shaming. We really do. Public shaming and public um, punishment. Let's do that. Hang them in the town square. Hang them from the nearest. Um, hang them from the nearest tree. But I was at Tractor Supply the other day, and they sell. Wait for it. Wood chippers there, not big ones. Not like the kinds are just gonna you just put a body and then it's just gonna spit you out in a bloody mess. But little small ones, like they go one appendage at a time. Like that's like like start with their pecker. Like start right there. Let's go with the genitalia. I mean, totally William Wallace their ass. Stretch them out on the board, send them, send them one piece at a time through the chipper and let them watch. That's what these, that's what these dudes need. That, that's what is good for them. And then let the whole gruesome, bloody mess be televised wherever you want to see it. I say that's what we do. Let's shut it down right now. But the problem is it goes to the deepest depths of society of the biggest power brokers, the elites, the money people. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but buying a human being, not cheap. It wasn't cheap when our forefathers did it. It wasn't, it wasn't cheap any time throughout humanity. Unless it was, you know, because even if you conquered people and took them captive, it was still expensive to go to war and to wage that war and to win that war. But to buy a human being ain't cheap. So, so these are wealthy people out here. And... Uh, I want to de-wealth them. In fact, I want to de-life them. I, I, I don't think, like, you know, let's, let's make it slow. Let's make it real slow. Let's torture them uh, a death of a thousand cuts, and let's do it in a wood chipper. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing can be, uh, nothing would please me more. Absolutely not. Let's find out who they are, name the names, and let justice be swift. I don't want to pay for them to rot away in a penitentiary. No, no, no. I want them dead. I want them gone. I want them off the planet because they're scum. And they need to be, they need to be euthanized with extreme prejudice. That's the way I feel about this, Chris and Mark. Um, I, there, there's no reason whatsoever that any woman at any age should have to have to go through the ignominy, the pain, the torture of rape, sexual harassment, or anything of that nature. It, it just should not happen. And let me tell you, that violence done to them should be returned a hundredfold to the jackasses. So I, so I hope Jelaine, I hope she sings like a canary. I hope she goes after it. I mean, just really tells it like it is. And I don't think a single one of you disagrees with me. You know what? Uh, mom, dad, get your kids out of those public schools. Get them away from the pornography that's in the library. Quit letting teachers teach them their sexuality. Uh, all of this nonsense that's out there with the woke gender pronoun confusion. And, you know, they want to talk about all this identity issues. Can we stop? Can we stop applauding identity confusion? And let's start applauding 
people who have a solid grasp on who they are. Mom and dad, teach your kids who they are, especially your young men, because this is a weird, sick, twisted world. And let's make sure that they don't fall into temptation because it can get pretty, pretty rough out there. And make sure that you're raising young men, gentlemen, who, who have no temptation to fall into the sickness that is on our society. And the fact that we even have to talk about this in the 21st century is absolutely disgusting. And it is telltale of human nature, which goes on unchanging through, for millennia throughout human history. And we haven't changed a bit. The Bible says it. Uh, the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. And who can know it? It says that uh, the feet run to evil. The heart chases after it. And the lips confess it. We've got to stop this, folks. It starts with you parents. It does. I don't want your kids to wind up in a headline or when they grow up, end up in one of my wood chippers. I don't want that to happen. Oh, folks, we got to get proactive in this. And... Uh, we got to get proactive in this. You can go to uh, prather2022.com, by the way. I have a whole issue section on human trafficking and what needs to happen in the state of Texas and in the United States. I'm very serious about this. Let's get actively involved and uh, let's burn that snake up. We'll be right back. Boy, oh boy. Um, kind of heavy topic today, but you know, we need to talk about it. We really do. Um, I, I think that people underestimate how bad this is. You know, I said 25 years ago, I, I, I used to say that um, America's about 20 years behind Europe. And we're now, it's like that. I mean, we, we are doing things like literally within weeks and months that Europe's doing. Our trends are changing. And uh, Tommy was right. With the open border policy of Biden, we, we see this. It's going to get worse in America, folks. It's going to get worse um, until we pull on our big boy pants and put on our ass kicking boots and decide to get politically incorrect and face this shit head on. We keep we keep pandering to these fools and making these woke ideologies policy. And apologizing for the things that have made us great, and we will be in the dustbin of history. And I promise you, if America falls, the world falls. If America falls, the world falls. We are holding on by a freaking thread right now. And there's some great men and women out there that want to fight. They want to fight. But you want to play these political correct games, you got to stop this stuff, man. You've got to, you have got to support the folks that have a platform. That's why I say you need to subscribe to Blaze TV. That is not so we can make money. Yeah, that's how we make a living, sure, but ain't nobody getting rich in this game. We're trying to make sure that the platform stays healthy so that we can consistently deliver information to you and basically give you, equip you 
kind of disciple minds, if you will, and get people thinking about what's going on and how to how to engage this culture with common sense and things that truly bring change. Or else you're going to get more nonsense like we consistently point out in these TikTok videos. I don't apologize for making fun of these people. In fact, let's do one right now, Chris. I feel like Dude. the catch of the day. Whoosh. When I'm in my tail, I feel like it's a part of me and I'm a merman. Some people say, oh, that's weird, but I don't care. Being a merman, when you're trying to get into your tail, sometimes you squish yourself in certain areas you shouldn't squish. <laughs> being a part of the merfolk community is very empowering to me. Society of Fat Mermaids creates a safe space for bodies that are typically not visible. Fat mermaids! Time to dive on in. I can tell you one thing about fat mermaids. They ain't doing no swimming. Uh, they... <laughs> They do it mostly sitting around for photo ops because mermaids typically don't have a 58% body fat percentage. Uh, that, I mean, they, they swim, right? You, you, you're going to work out those uh, fine motor muscles, right? Uh, but no, apparently this is a whole thing. All right, so this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. All right, th these are people who have, uh, yeah, we are applauding confusion. When it comes to identity, we applaud confusion. Applaud people who know who they are that have a sense of reality instead of, instead of again, subverting the dominant paradigm. I mean, I, how dare I? I'm a white heterosexual Christian male that typically wears a cowboy hat and burns up the ozone with his diesel truck and a flatulent dog in the back seat. I'm public enemy number one. No, but because I know who I am and I'm comfortable in my own skin, and reasonably thick skin, I'm the one you're going to come after. Oh, I see people all the time. How did this hillbilly bullshit show up on my timeline? Well, you can hang out with the fat mer people and, and you know, lounge around the pool drinking my ties and squeeze into your fins. These people are confused. They're confused. Uh, and we're applauding that. We're saying that this is some kind of thing that needs to be celebrated. No, it should be ridiculed. And that's why I come back to this whole thing of bringing back shame in the public place, in the marketplace, in the cultural place. Let's shame people into getting back to doing something productive with their life, okay? Because let me tell you something. You squeeze into your mermaid suit and the building catches on fire and your fat ass ain't getting down the stairs. So I'm just saying, you know, things like common sense. I hope none of these people drown jumping in a pool. With your legs all tied up. <laughs> I don't know. It's the way my brain works. Folks, stop applauding confusion. Stop it. It's not something to be celebrated. It's something to be ridiculed. Yes, ridiculed. Because this ain't, this ain't normal society, folks. And that ain't the thing that made us great. So let's stop it. You're entertaining, but let's stop it. We'll be right back. Uh, tomorrow night, Tomball, Texas, District 249 is where we're going to be. We're going to be hanging out. Ragamuffins will be there. We'll, uh, we'll have a little fun, eat some crawfish. I'm telling you, I'm excited about that crawfish. Um, and uh, we got a fundraiser down in uh, Magnolia, Texas on Friday night. We're working on a fundraiser um, for February 27th, the day before the primary. Of course, March, no, two days before the primary. Which of course, March 1st. Uh, going to bring old Roger Stone into town. Oh, yeah. Roger Stone's coming. And uh, we're going to do a fundraiser and uh, more details on that to be announced. 
And I uh, want to go to watchchad.com. It's where the fun stuff is. Find out where we're going to be all over the place. We did cancel the shows in California because we're just simply not going to tolerate any passports for vaccines or mandates. Not going to do it. Uh, so we're going to go to places that are free, and we're going to have fun when it's free. Now, it's not free for you. you got to buy the ticket. <laughs> but uh, just know that I love and appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the support. Do me a favor. Go to Prather2022.com, make a donation, pick up a, a campaign sign as well. Sign up, chadnew.com, as well as go shopping, chadonblaze.com. Tomorrow's Thursday is going to be a free-for-all. Got some big stuff for you. We'll see you then. Bye.